you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, November 29th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a man of character who happens to also be a character, a Virginian, a Nittany Lion, a Niner, a Seahawk, a truth teller, and a champion. Please welcome back to the pod, the real Mike Rob, Michael Robinson. Thank you for your time today. Always glad to be here, brother. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and on today's show, five things we may have missed in week 12. A ruling on the Bills. Is it simply too late for this team to be what they should have been this season? Plus, a quick glance at both the AFC and NFC playoff pictures. Who's rising? Who's surprising? Who's dropping? And who's doomed? But first, and I still can't believe it, this. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. Aaron Rodgers returned to practice today, exactly 11 weeks after Achilles' surgery. Impossible? Clearly not. Improbable? Uh, yeah. But the question of the day, is it impractical? Jets head coach Robert Sala seems to think, no, it's not. I promise Aaron is not going to do anything that puts himself in harm's way. If he is not healthy to play, Aaron is very, very smart. Um, that's not something he's going to put himself at risk for. With that said, though, he is driven. He is achieving things that have never been achieved with regards to this injury and it's uh, the progression with regard to rehab. I think it's remarkable what he is doing, but he is also smart with regards to how fast it's going. Okay, that was Jets head coach Robert Sala, but let's set the table with just a bit more context from Ian Rappaport and Judy Batista. Rodgers is still on injured reserve. Let's make that very clear. And Robert Sala talking directly to fans, and I know I've heard from plenty of them today, very, very nervous to see Aaron Rodgers out on the practice field. Sala making it clear he is not going to be in harm's way. This is essentially the next step in his rehab. So he did have his 21-day practice window open. What that means, he is still on injured reserve, but he is allowed to practice. He now has 21 days to be activated or he is not able to play in a game this season. That means if Aaron Rodgers is not activated by December 20th, he cannot play. Now, of course, the unsaid thing here is 
he may not play anyway. The fact that he can practice, the fact that he has been cleared to do football activities, somewhat limited, pretty limited, I would say. This is all a good thing, but the fact that the Jets are maybe potentially not really in playoff contention. Rodgers has said on the Pat McAfee show and other places that that actually would affect whether or not he's back. So we don't even know if he's going to play in the game anyway. Certainly, if he can protect himself, if he can make sure he is not going to, at further risk, then he might play, but nothing is for sure. The only thing is for sure, his window is open and he is actually practicing. Let's be clear. Aaron Rodgers himself has said the matters would be his health and their playoff position. So even he is admitting that the fact that they are a four and seven team and could get worse than that could impact the decision. Why bring him back? Well, because he does bring something to the team. You saw it on the field. Tim Boyle, who's going to be the starting quarterback, said he likes having him in the quarterback meetings like he knows how to ask the tough questions. He brings a confidence to the meetings. He definitely gives a lift and a, a burst of energy to that organization. Don't forget, everybody in that building was crestfallen when he got hurt in the season opener. Everything they had done in the offseason, all the building they had done had been around him, and then it all fell apart. So this gives them a boost, even if he does not play in a game. And that does seem like a long shot. They are 4-7. and seven. They have three more games to go before the Christmas Eve game that he is targeting for a potential return. They could be four and ten by then. They are the 15 seed in the AFC right now, so it seems like a long shot that they could still be in tension, uh, in contention by the time he returns. But it does give a lift to the organization, and I think it gives them some optimism going into the offseason and going into next season yeah. too. Okay, Michael Robinson, you're going to talk about this on TA the broadcast yep. here shortly. Where does your mind go at the news that Aaron Rodgers' 21-day practice window is now open? Correct me if I'm wrong. They're four and seven yeah. right now. Two games outside of just the in the hunt teams. Yeah. Uh, they're the 15th out of in, 16, out of 16 AFC, AFC teams. teams. Correct. And we're all, we were already at the beginning of the season talking about uh, uh, an offensive line that had questions. The offensive line still I have questions about this year. And a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who was already older in nature. Okay. And so um, now you're going to try to rush him back for an injury that not many, nobody's ever come back this fast. Nobody, even 22-year-old, 23-year-old healthy young people. They don't come back from this, and you're trying to rush this back. So honestly, I think this is to provide hope into this team so that this team doesn't quit. Because let's, let's be honest, they have a championship defense yeah. that they this defense cannot make any mistakes for them to win games like they have to be perfect which is very hard to do in the national football league so to keep these guys motivated to keep fans coming to that stadium to keep people buying tickets and buying popcorn and all those things i think you have to provide a little token of hope and i think that's exactly what this is again he can come back the, the window for him to come back is now with this 21 days but i just don't think he'll be ready okay you played your whole life you played eight years in the nfl uh, this seems, in your estimation, I totally agree, like a move intended to inspire players and invite mm -hmm. them not to give up. But as a player, does news of this kind inspire you to not give up when you know that, like you said, 4-7, and seven, 15th out of 16 AFC teams, and an O-line that, to call porous, 
is merely just a kind way of saying not very good. They are top three in the NFL, listener, in sacks and pressure allowed this season. That's how dangerous an O-line he would be limping, stepping back (laughs) behind. Do players, I don't mean to say fall for it, I don't mean to be dismissive and snide, but if this is a mechanism intended to get them to recommit, does it have the power to do that? I think uh, in certain situations it does. In this particular situation, no. I'll give you an example. If this was the San Francisco 49ers and they had just lost their quarterback, you'd say, okay, defense, we got to carry this team because I know our play caller is going to put us in a situation where we're going to be advantageous. What have you seen out of this offense led by Nathaniel Hackett without Aaron Rodgers? What have you seen from this offense that makes you think that they can be, they can carry some sort of something for this Jets team. There are 32 teams in the NFL. The Jets offense ranks 32nd yes. in the, in total offense in the NFL. And So to answer guy, your question, what have I seen? Nothing. Nothing. And the guys on the defense know that. They go against it every day at practice. They see all of this. So I commend um, Robert Sala because I think he's in a unique situation. Um, he's the one that have to talk to the media every single day about all of these things, but there were decisions made above him, and I still think there's decisions being made about who's playing and things like that being made above him that he has to just kind of go with. That's what I think. I don't know, guys. That's just what I think. That's when I see his demeanor. He was with me in Seattle. I know exactly kind of how this guy operates, and he looks like he's being fed that stuff you know what i mean michael we have jets fan friends around here um let's just play this out they would likely need to win out to have a chance of making a playoff run their remaining games atlanta and houston at home then dolphins in miami commanders back at home then they finish the season on the road at the browns and at the Patriots. Now, that's not exactly a murderer's row. It's but not. Dolphins away, ugh, Browns likely fighting for their playoff lives at home, and a Patriots team that hates to lose to the Jets more than anything in the world. And, of course, division-leading or contending teams just to start it off in the Falcons and the Texans. And those games, they would have to win without Aaron Rodgers. Is it possible? It's possible. Now, the best scenario I, I see for uh, Jets fans would be they beat the Falcons, they beat Houston, and they're sitting there ready for this Miami game with only a week left in that 21-day uh, window for Aaron Rodgers. And there's a real conversation around whether they should bring him back. To me, that's that's a successful season. Right. I think we have to read. I think Jets fans have to redefine what success means without Aaron Rodgers and with the situation they've been given. Aaron Rodgers, listener, the news of the day is back at Jets practice. Will we see him on an NFL field? Throwing a pass in anger again this season. It would be incredible. It would be unprecedented, as Michael Robinson pointed out. But do the risks outweigh what seem to be very little in the way of reward? Let's I mean, keep Andrew, an eye on Dan Green. If he's playing, and they're playing the Browns, Miles Garrett could be the MVP of the league this year. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could yeah. be the defensive player of the year. I mean, he, they don't have a quarterback. They're going to be fighting for their playoff lives. And this guy takes over games. Aaron Rodgers. You want to put your investment back there? Come on, man. My thing is stay healthy and and be ready for next year, 2024, when we know what we're getting into, you know? But I think what you said earlier, Michael, it really resonates with me because you've got a championship defense, as you have called them, and I think that is is an apt description based on everything we see. 
and it's being wasted, isn't it? It's being wasted because the balance point in terms of that offense, well, there is no balance point. It is a drop-off point. It is a precipitous drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Robert Sala, I think, you've, I think you've nailed it. Look, he's trying to just convince these guys, listen, I'm going to do everything I can on your behalf so that your efforts this season do not go wasted. And on that defensive side of the football, and I don't even like to say this, but he got a bunch of alpha male. He got a bunch of guys that are the emotional leaders of that team. If they go left, yeah. the entire locker room goes left. They're the leaders of the team and all of that. So, I mean, I think I think the Jets are dealing with a real funny situation right now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Michael Robinson. And the next topic is called Too Little, Too Late. Actually, you know what? Let's make that a question. (laughs) Too little, too late? Because the Bills team I watched lose to the Eagles in the rain in Philly, Michael, is probably better than the team they lost to. And certainly a playoff team. And yet they sit 10th in the AFC playoff picture and would need very likely to win four out of five or all five of their remaining games. Mike Rob, you are a Bills advocate yep. and a Josh Allen admirer. Are we not going to see this incredible talent in postseason play this year? According to Cynthia Friedland, there's a 15% chance. Okay, so there is a I'm chance. I'm going to run with that chance. Okay. Because it, 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 to allude to what you just said, to see them lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in the nature at which they lost, 
seeing how well Josh Allen played, uh, I thought the play calling was improved. They ran the football like six or seven times straight in a row, like in a, like a game deciding situation, which was like completely different than we've ever seen yeah. coming out of Buffalo like, with Josh this Allen. This is not the Thermon this Thomas Bills. Like, yeah. wow. Okay. It, exactly. And so to see that was very encouraging. But I go back to um, maybe so much too much being on Sean McDermott's plate um, to see that defense again. You know, on the game win or the game time drive from the Philadelphia Eagles, where Jalen Hurts was driving down the field, he threw like five or six passes on the left hash to the left side of the field, which is the easiest easiest pass play in those situations. And not once did my Buffalo Bills stop those actions from happening or just provide some type of defense to make them go to the other side or anything. And I I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. You look back at that divisional round shootout that he had with Patrick Mahomes a few years ago and the nature in which they lost that when he was the best quarterback on the field, but he walked off to fill a loser. I'm not sure this defense has gotten better since those 13 seconds. I think that's absolutely right. What did they lose? 37-34? Yep. yep. They put 34 points on the board in the rain against a very good top five, top three Philadelphia Eagles defense and lost. That's not a winning recipe, is it? Now, their next five games that they would have to win, four out of five of or all five of, are as follows. Chiefs away, Cowboys at home, Chargers away, Patriots back at home, and then Dolphins on the road in Miami to finish. That is a very, very difficult stretch of games. I think you assume that you're going to beat the Patriots. It's possible that you're going to get a Chargers team that has checked out. But even that on the road is difficult against a quarterback of that caliber. I think it's going to come down to Week 18. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to, I think, you know, the it's a toss-up game with Kansas City in a couple of weeks um, at KC. You never know what's going to happen with Dallas. They could win a shootout there. But I think it's going to come down to Week 18. Miami's going to be playing for the number one seed. Yes. They're gonna, it's going to be at Miami, so they're going to have all the advantage. They won earlier this season. Yeah, I think the, the, the season is going to come down for Buffalo to Week 18, and obviously the football world wants, you know, would like to see the, the intrigue of Week 18 happen in that, in that fashion. Two things that Michael Robinson said that we need to make sure that we uh, catalog in our memory here. One, that in a couple of weeks is that Chiefs game because, yes, the Bills have a bye in Week 13. Perhaps it couldn't have come at a better time yeah. for them to get together and say, all right, guys, we got five games. We got 60 minutes, five times 60. That's three. We got 300 minutes mm -hmm. for our, and our lives are depending on it. We got to win every minute. We got to win every snap. We certainly have to win every game. And the team that I saw lose to the Eagles has the potential to do just that, to win every single game. And I keep going back to Sean McDermott because this team is 0-6 in one-score situations this year. It's situational football. It's end-of-game situations. It's when to call a timeout, when not to, when you have 13 guys on the field. You know, it, it's those situations where it's management. It, it's nothing else you can go to. It's not Josh Allen and interceptions anymore. It's not, you know, it, it's management. Would you right? say one and six in one-score games? Yeah. And think about the team that we saw uh, beat the Bills most recently, the Philadelphia Eagles. They are eight and one now after that game in one-score games. We always talked about the Vikings last year having won 11 one-score games, and it seemed arithmetically impossible, and yet they pulled it off. 
that's the difference between teams that succeed and lead divisions and lead conferences and teams that we talk about as a potential cautionary tale of being a great team that doesn't get a chance to prove it in the postseason. And we've been saying the same story about my Buffalo Bills for the last few yes, years have. now. At first it was Leslie Frazier. Now he's with us in the media. Uh, now you, you've you let go. You know, um, Brian Dayball went to go get a head coaching job and now Ken Dorsey's out the door. At some point, we got to start pointing thumbs and not fingers and I'm talking about Sean McDermott. The two things that I said that Michael Robinson said we need to catalog in our memories. One, that this is a bye week, so very important for the Bills to kind of get together, galvanize their resources and their spirits for one final push at hope and potential glory. The second thing that Michael Robinson said completely escapes me. So distracted am I by <laughs> the incongruity between what the Bills could be and what the Bills are. Okay, Michael, let's look at the current AFC playoff picture very quickly. Okay. So top to bottom, Baltimore currently the one seed, Kansas City the two seed at eight and three, Jacksonville, the AFC South division leader, is the three seed, and Miami Dolphins the four seed. Then you've got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. Both Pittsburgh and Cleveland at five and six are seven and four, and I think we may agree, Michael, entirely unconvincing. The Indianapolis Colts are six and five and are clinging to that seventh and final wild card spot. Now, if we look at the schedules, Pittsburgh's schedule is favorable. Mm -hmm. So whether they are convincing or not, listener, the fact is they may have the kind of ride in their final six games to get across the line. Cleveland and Indianapolis can't say the same, but I don't want to speak for you. Looking at that AFC playoff picture, Keeping in mind the 15% chance that Cynthia Freeland uh, gave your bills, maybe that was the second thing I was trying to remember, <laughs> was the 15% the <laughs> chance that there remains a chance. Who comes out of this playoff picture in your estimation and who uh, works their way into it? Well, you know, again, I'm a Bills enthusiast, enthusiast so to understand that a, a lot of these games that the Bills have lost this year, they've been the better team. They just have not been the better team in certain situations. So I definitely got to put the bills there, but I, this Houston team I know. <laughs> is really good. I don't know if our listeners have really paid attention to Houston. You know, over the years, Houston just hadn't been the best team, you know, and, and the most exciting team, but this kid, CJ Stroud, I mean, I'm not going to talk about him on the show today. This dude is a superstar. Already navigating the pocket, I'm not so sure if there's a better quarterback at navigating the pocket. And yes, I'm talking about with Patrick Mahomes and everybody out there. I mean, this kid's legit. So I got to look at Houston and Denver. This defense is playing well. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing well. Sean uh, Sean Payton has figured out the Russell Wilson sure you know has. puzzle. Yep. And I think it is is running the football, playing a physical brand of football, and letting Russell be special Russell in special moments. So. Uh, I would say Buffalo and Houston, um, but I, I, if Denver made it and knocked one of those other two teams out, I would not be I would not be surprised. Do not be surprised if there is a shakeup in the current AFC playoff picture when compared to the final AFC playoff picture, which of course we will. We'll write in with ink after Week 18. Lots to do before then, but job number one for the Bills is not lose. It's don't lose. You've got five straight must-win games. Can they do it? Well, we'll see about that. Now let's take a quick look, Michael, at the NFC playoff picture. If we go over to that side of the ledger. Now, the last time you and I spoke about this, you said that, and that was a week or two ago, 
that the seven teams that were in the playoff picture at the time, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas, Seattle, and Minnesota, would very likely remain. Now, there have been some performances since we had that conversation that may inspire you to rethink. Are you doubting anyone who is currently in the NFC playoff picture? If so, who? And if they do fall out, who is most likely to replace them? I'm not doubting it too much. Uh, maybe the Minnesota Vikings at okay. seven when you, you saw the actual, um, you know, new quarterback smell of <laughs> Joshua Dobbs yes. show up this past week, yeah. which, again, the guy's been playing well. Uh, you, you had to think at some point it would show up like that. So I would say Minnesota. I don't really know how to look at Green Bay. They're the eighth. They're currently in the eighth spot right now. Which is kind of confusing. Very it impressive. Is. It is impressive. And somewhat confusing. <laughs> I didn't think they would be that good, but at times I didn't think they'd be that, this bad too. So, you know, that it is confusing. But I would say the Los Angeles Rams are a team that I'm looking at, man. They're running the football really well. I mean, this kid Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, um, over 200 scrimmage yards last week. He's affecting the game in the passing game. He can run the ball between the tackles, and when he gets in space, he's going to make you miss in a phone booth. So um, I like the Rams, and I, I like the Rams possibly playing well to get to get into that seventh seed. And obviously, if New Orleans can get their stuff together, I think they can make a run too. Translation, Browns and Colts in the AFC, Vikings U2 in the yeah. NFC, maybe even the Seahawks. Michael didn't touch that one, but this seems and feels sometimes like a team headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. But the message to all four of you, objects in your rear view mirror may be closer than they appear. <laughs>you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
We interrupt this podcast to bring you five things you may have missed from week 12 in the NFL. From the eye in the sky, the always watching, it ain't Big Brother, it's Big Sister, it's Bridget Condon. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod, my friend. I love it. It feels so good to be back sitting with you. I'm so glad. We missed you in week 11. Look, it was the holiday. It was Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had an incredible Thanksgiving. My parents were out here. My husband's parents were out here. Just fun, thankful. Do, do they get along? Yeah, it was just, I could I really Politically can't complain. Politically compatible? Yeah, I can't complain. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that. I really, I, I say that, I don't say that ruefully. I say that because I think that matches a lot of our experiences, listener. I know that it gets a little tricky sometimes, depending on where conversations go over Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm really glad to hear that yours was a good one. Mine was too, and, um, and I'm really, I'm very thankful for you as a part of the show this year. So let's get to it. Five things we may have missed from week 12 in the NFL. I don't know what's coming, listeners, so here we go. We got a good week. What, what, what are you starting with? What's All right, one? we're going to start out strong. I watched this. I was in, I don't even remember what city I was in, Cincinnati for the <laughs> Bengals Steelers. I World was on, traveler. <laughs> I was on a plane Sunday night coming home, a little sleepy, pulled up Twitter, and I saw this video, and I was like, am I making things up in my eyes? Is this real? Am I watching this? Is this a really good tease? What's coming? Bronco sheep riding halftime show. Okay, Tell I have me to admit, you I saw did this. See this. I did see this, and it's hilarious, and I was worried for the kid, but okay. talk us through it. So, Mutton Bustin? Am I saying this <laughs> yeah, I, right? I Listener, so. if I'm not, Mutton I'm Bustin. sorry. Mutton Bustin. Apparently, that's the name of it. The National Western Stock Show returns in January for a 108 18th season so to preview it they had a little <laughs> halftime entertainment for the broncos game children aged five to seven mounting sheep okay they had helmets on i think they had some pads on they were attempting to hold on for as long as possible when i watch this this is something i wish i could have done as a kid don't you feel like this is right up your alley? I'm like, we really are doing this in 2023. I love it. Amazing. I thought in this day and age, like they would never allow us to have fun anymore, but leave it to the Broncos. Let's Amazing. ride, baby. Amazing. Let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. Takes on a whole new <laughs> meaning. You're absolutely right about that. So barebacking little kids on sheep. Uh, they were wearing helmets. Yes, you're right. I did see that. I did see one kid you let take a it? digger. I think I would let Henry okay. do that, right? I yeah. mean, uh, you know, Gracie wouldn't. I'd have to lie to her and tell her that. No, of course not, honey. I'm not going to let Henry do that. But I think I probably would. Uh, nobody got hurt, obviously. It was all in good fun. It was all in good fun, and the Broncos but won. I'll tell you what, though. Those sheep, they run faster than I would have expected. <laughs> Those things can motor, bro. I just how are we, I? I have a lot of questions. Like, how are they running straight? Is somebody in ch like charge? Is the kid dangling I something at the at the far end of the I, field? How does it smell down there? Did the players <laughs> still? smell that you know i don't know would you rather smell a, a sheep or an nfl player one thing we may have missed and if you did miss it listener treat yourself go look this up this was uh awesome. the uh sheep racing kids mounting sheep bareback uh at halftime of the broncos game the fifth straight win for the broncos hey maybe this will become a whole new tradition because uh whatever's working for them hey it ain't broke i don't need to fix see, it uh sean payton riding out the tunnel on a sheep this Sunday. <laughs> Number one, sheep riding at mile high. Number two, what you got? Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. His celebration. Have you seen it? I it's thought going by this viral. time we'd be missing Tommy DeVito because he certainly yeah. wouldn't still be playing. And yet there he is out there winning games for the Giants. The first undrafted rookie quarterback to start against Bill Belichick 
as a head coach and, of course, the first to beat him. 196 yards, a touchdown, Giants win 10-7. His celebration is going viral. I'm trying to describe it to the listener because obviously they can't see us. So he has his right hand above his head in the air, kind of like you would do a fist bump, but he has his thumb and his fingers together. Like, you know when you're like... You know, yeah, yeah, like it's the Italian, right? Another thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like shaking it. (laughs) He says there's no word for it. We're just going to keep rolling with it. Someone was asking like high vibe. Like, I I don't know, like instead of a high five, it's like high vibe. Uh, No name for it, but Tommy DeVito. Okay, like we'll keep keep doing this for you as long as you keep winning games for the Giants. Absolutely. It's the year of the backup. And we're, I wish the listener could see us, but we're just kind of. Now, granted, he is. He's Jersey Shore, correct? So it's a modified this, and he's turned it oh, into this. Right? He sort of made it here. even more kind of authentic. Good for you. Well done, Tommy DeVito. Another win. Still living Bill, with his mom. Beating Bill Belichick, who, of course, is notorious for just Imagine, feasting on okay, rookie quarterbacks and, 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 and inexperienced quarterbacks. And you got the dub. Well done, Tommy DeVito. You're living with your mom, and you beat Bill, Bill Belichick. How great is that? I mean, if you had told me that... <laughs> Ever. So that, Bridget, I that's still the need best to fact check You're this. living with your mom and you beat Bill Belichick. That's a t-shirt. That's the second thing we may have missed in week 12. Bridget, what's number three? One of the best games we saw this weekend, Eagles-Bills, yes. went into overtime. So I, first of all, I think you and I can both agree. About halfway through the first quarter, maybe by all the way to the end of the first quarter, I thought to myself, oh, my God, this game is shit and a half. This is a terrible game. The, the, the conditions were terrible. Both teams looked pretty bad. I mean, Sean Kelly, you're an Eagles fan. He's sitting our tech mm. in the room today. was an Eagles fan. You must have been thinking, this is going horribly awry for your Eagles. And yet, in the end, it turned out to be a bit of a classic. It was. Um, overtime. And so let me just break it down for you. If you didn't see, the Bills go and kick a field goal. So now this means the Eagles can either play it safe, kick a field goal, or they can win with a touchdown. Obviously, they go for the touchdown and they win. Usually when the game ends, the teams meet midfield, shake, whatever, exchange. Apparently that didn't happen because so much going on. But that wasn't good enough for Nick Sirianni. So he wanted to pay his respects to Sean McDermott, went to the Bills locker room, found him, and shook his hand. I like now, that. I like that too, but I was. Oh, there's a butt coming. There's a little bit of context in Bridget's face, listener. (laughs) Do you like this, or is it a little like I just rubbing it in? You know? Are you saying it smacks of gloating? A little bit of rubbing it in. You don't. You don't don't need to show up, coach. Like, would it to you? I mean, look, if, like, I I had, if I had you, a relationship like, with Nick Sirianni I, I, and he was that kind of cat and, and it just didn't work at the end of the game, mm-hmm. then sure, it okay. wouldn't surprise but me. But if you know, Sean had I'd gone to Nick, it. I think I would have enjoyed that, that been more. more. Yes, you're right. That's a better story if the losing coach had sought out the winning coach in his locker room to say, hey, well played. But in this case, it was Nick Sirianni. Look, Nick Sirianni, he's a well-raised yeah. guy. He was just being nice a good guy. host. It was, yeah. it was in Philly. He was being I like a good it. host. I still like it. you saw him in the postgame. I didn't hear about this. So this is one that I did not see, what you're telling us about Nick Sirianni going to the Bills locker room to shake hands with Sean McDermott because they were unable to do it at the end of that overtime thrilling game. You saw this, I think we all saw this, that Nick Sirianni had his kid mm. up, up next to him I at the presser that. afterwards. Um, he's playing all the angles. He's I really know. like, he's you're, you're doing really good at being a good guy, Nick Sirianni. Mm. The more you tell me you're a good guy, the less I'm going to believe it. No, I'm kidding, of course. That's the third thing we may have missed in week 12. What's number four? How about Black Friday? Game? How about Black first Friday? one? Loved it. Yeah. Um, Javon Holland. Yes. Ninety-nine yard pick six. God, what a what a play! What a, we all saw that. I that mean, was incredible. Incredible. Can you believe this? That is insanity. Mike McDaniel 
absolutely loving it. Running across the field, celebrating. They're just about to go into half, riding the high momentum into the locker room. And then it dawns on him, wait, we got to kick the extra point. Hold on a second. He forgot about the extra point. He forgot about the extra okay, point. I didn't see this. I didn't hear this. So hold on a second. So Mike McDaniel, the bespectacled, <laughs> totally enchanting, love to watch this kid, Mike McDaniel, what, go sprinting into the tunnel before the extra point he even got kicked? He didn't make it all the way to the tunnel. But he was on his way. He was on his way. I mean, the entire team was. The game, you know, like, it's zeros on the clock. <laughs> he, you know, interception, whatever, returns it. But then it's like, oh, wait, we just scored. Yeah, we have, we, we have one more play to run here. We actually do have to kick the point. So, of course, then 17-6 uh, at halftime. Dolphins go on to win 34-13. to yeah. Improved to 8-3. and What a year they're having. I mean, we've talked about Mike McDaniel multiple times each week on this segment. Just such a fun energy to be around that Dolphins team and how fun for the first so Black fun. Friday game. With that win, the Dolphins improved to 8-3. and three. They are currently the four seed in the AFC playoff picture. Obviously, they're leading the AFC East, and obviously they're one of the best teams in the NFL so far. But there going. may not be a better coach to watch in the NFL this season than the aforementioned Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's a genius. By all accounts, he is an absolute genius. He is a next-level mind. But maybe he just, maybe he's, maybe he's above such mundanity as extra points, right? He's He's he was living smart. in the moment, which I love. He was living in the moment. I love that, too. What's the next thing you got on five All things right. we may have missed in week 12? Number five. Number Did five. You see finish this? strong. <laughs> We're taking it We're taking I don't it see to the most house of the things as, you bring here. As what, taking it to the house is a good way to put it. What you got? Scott Hansen. Was in the Red Zone studio. Oh, I did hear, hear about this, obviously, because it was echoing Were you in here? the building. No, I wasn't here, okay. uh, but I did hear about it later, and there was something about a text, and I was like, oh my God, what happened? Please, tell okay. the story. So, Scott Hansen does Red Zone here at the NFL Network studios, where we're sitting right now, but he's downstairs, and during Red Zone, which is what, seven hours of commercial- Seven hours of commercial-free <laughs> commercial football, uh, the fire alarm went off here yes. in NFL Network, and let me tell you, this is not- I, I'm not surprised because I work a lot of Saturdays and more than once has the fire alarm gone off when really? we've been here on a Saturday. I've only I don't heard know. it once and it was a planned fire drill. So I don't know what's Maybe going on. It's a new building. Enough. Like we had to go all the way outside. We had to, yeah. you know, not do a hit one time because we were out in the parking lot, whatever. But that was a Saturday. I was the only one but working. But Hanson notoriously yeah, doesn't Scott take Hansen. any bathroom breaks. No, 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 he no, no. He is standing straight, talking straight, seven straight hours. Seven hours of commercial-free Scott Hanson is what the line should be. <laughs> what happened? What did he so do? So the fire alarm came. Uh, then he got word that it wasn't. Like it something wasn't serious, a life and death emergency. Yeah, he didn't you have could, to evacuate. Right, so he was still in the studio, you know, doing the highlights, or whatever. But you could hear, please evacuate or whatever they were saying on the broadcast, which is kind of like freaky, right? And he was saying, you know, he came back on and was like, it reminds me of some proverb: "May you live to see interesting times." Uh, Interesting times, of course. Yes. He made it through. They ended the week with the alarm still going on. Oh my um, everyone was fine. That's the most important part. But also on Twitter, shout out to all the people behind the scenes in the control room in New Jersey at NFL Films because someone who works there posted that there's a backup crew 3,000 miles away at NFL Films. They're ready to jump in if there's ever an emergency. We didn't need them today, but kind of cool to see that, you know, we all come together in the wildest of times. Without and if that doubt. doesn't describe this NFL season, I don't know what does. Uh, well, as, as Scott uh, quoted, 
quoted from the proverb uh, in interesting times, and these are interesting times mm. indeed. Uh, I had heard about that. Glad that everybody's okay. And all of you Red Zone watchers, you know exactly what Bridget Condon is talking about. That was the fifth thing we may have missed in Week 12. In review, Broncos sheep riding at halftime. <laughs> Hilarious. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's worth your time. Tommy DeVito's new celebration. Hey, hey. I didn't. I did not realize that. I'm going to be looking for that from now on. Something straight out of the Godfather. Um, Nick Sirianni going to find Sean McDermott in the Bills' losing locker room after that epic game in the rain in Philly. Uh, is that a gentlemanly move or is that uh, an unsportsmanlike move? We'll leave no, that up it's... to you. We'll leave that up to you, <laughs> listener, to decide. And Javon Holland, the pick six, the 99-yard pick six, which ended in uh, you know a whole bunch of people getting $12,000 televisions. Of course, you know that story as well. Uh, Mike McDaniel, the the very learned, the very astute, the next level mind. Mike McDaniel forgot that there was an extra point that comes at the end of a play like that. And, of course, NFL Network fire alarm during red zone. Everybody's okay. We're always okay when Bridget Condon stops by. Bridget Condon, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for week 13. And, of course, in week 13, there will be things we miss, and Bridget Condon won't let it happen. Next week, we will have her back in the chair for five things we may have missed in week 13. But before you go, I know you're covering the Browns-Rams game this week, Sunday, across the street at SoFi. This one is a very fascinating encounter, and tomorrow on the show, Michael Robinson, the real Mike Rob, is going to break this one down in more detail. But there is a caveat, there is a detail about this game that we need in our heads before we hear Michael's analysis. Bridget, tell us, what it, what is it? This is going to be a huge game for both of these teams looking for a playoff spot. If the season ended today, the Browns would be in. The Rams on the cusp trying to get in, which is incredible for what they've been able to Closer accomplish than we this season. Yes, absolutely, with two rookies in Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams that have been phenomenal for this L.A. team. But the bigger story, the thing I'm looking at, the quarterback position for the Browns. Start right, the season. so Stafford is healthy. He's back for the Rams, but it's the Browns quarterback position that is in pure chaos. What, what, what are the details? Started with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's now out for the season. DTR, if he can't go, if he's still in concussion protocol, then we're talking about P.J. Walker, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, a guy that they brought in here to maybe help DTR. Now, potentially going to be the starting quarterback. Welcome back, Joe Flacco. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, 38 years old, was brought in, as Bridget said, to be almost kind of a player coach to help young Dorian Thompson-Robinson with his development. Now, based on injury, another one of so many quarterback injuries we have seen in the 2023 campaign now thrusts Joe Flacco potentially into the spotlight at SoFi Stadium on Sunday when they you know, face the Rams uh, with a lot on the line. Don't rule out a Joe Flacco highlight at the end of that one. He could be on this uh, five things you may have missed next he week. He may well be on five things we may have missed in week 13. We will stay tuned for that. Bridget Condon, thank you for the, inf- the intel in terms of the Cleveland Browns chaotic quarterback situation. And yet there they sit, remain, they still are in the AFC playoff picture. The question, will they be there at season's end? Time will tell. Bridget Condon, thanks for your analysis. Thanks for having me. I want to thank today's special guests, Bridget Condon and Michael Robinson, and I want to invite you to join us first thing tomorrow morning when the real Mike Rob, Michael Robinson, will be back in the chair to preview 
Thursday night, tomorrow night's game between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. He's also going to turn our heads and invite our eye on two other Week 13 games that we are not talking about, but we need to be talking about. I've already given one away because Bridget is all over it. That, of course, is the Browns and Rams. What's the other game? That's tomorrow. Find out then. Till then, thank you for joining us and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.